Hey everyone, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 70. Uh, this episode we've got two albums we're going to talk about. The first was recommended by my dad over here. How are you doing today? I'm doing alright, how about you? I'm okay, and uh, we got Daniel over here too. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, and um, yeah, the first album that we're going to talk about was by a band, I think a band called Skinny Puppy. Mm-hmm. Um Sort of a proto uh, Nine Inch Nails, um, a lot of other like electro industrial sort of music like that. Um, even proto like a lot of other stuff nowadays that people talk about, like you know rap music like um, Death Grips or whatever, like Machine Girl and stuff like that, where it's like sort of uh, newer industrial music um, and electronic music. Um, Maybe not directly influenced by that, but, you know, if they influence Nine Inch Nails and other stuff like, you know, The Prodigy mm-hmm. and stuff like that, then it sort of indirectly uh, influenced a lot of that stuff. So, did like, did Trent Reznor ever cite these guys specifically? Because I feel like I've heard that before. I think so, yeah. But, I don't, um, and I'm not 100% positive. I never found, like, an actual, you know, quote or anything online, but... Yeah, I believe I had heard that he definitely took influence from them, and it's it's super evident um, yeah. because it just sounds like I mean, it doesn't sound exactly like Nine Inch Nails, obviously, but it's it's definitely geared that way. Like if they sound like anything specific, it's definitely Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, um, especially I, earlier Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, like yeah. That, uh, it sounds most like Pretty Hate Machine, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, so I discovered this album. Skinny Puppy was one of these bands that I'd heard about my whole life, pretty much. A lot of guys that were into punk or, you know, some metalheads. Um, but it seemed like mostly on the punk scene, even though they're not a very... You don't think of them when you hear them as a very punk band, because they're very industrial. But there wasn't a whole lot of industrial going on at this time. Well, at this time, this album came out, it was starting to hit. But they had already been around for... I don't know, eight or nine years, I want to say. So they had had at least three albums out before this. And it felt like when I listened to this album, this was my favorite at, that I had heard out of their earlier stuff. Um, I didn't get too far past this album um, when I was listening to them. But um, yeah, I just, I, I found them very interesting to listen to. Um, again, I had, there are bands that I'd heard about when I was younger that I just never got a chance to explore. Um, and finally I said, I wrote down a list of bands that I had always wanted to listen to, but never did. And these were one of them. And, um, I just found it really interesting and, you know, it was really good in parts, really inventive in a lot of parts. Um, and yeah, it has a punk rock vibe almost, but just, you know, it's not, it doesn't sound much like punk mu- punk rock music. It sounds more like, a, you know, electronic um, Nine Inch Nails t- style. Yeah. And I liked it, and I was immediately impressed, um, and I wish I'd gotten a hold of them long, uh, earlier in my life, because I definitely would have been a fan. But uh, yeah, so that was my kind of introduction to... Um, Skinny Puppy, and this the Rabies album was definitely one I thought was their best and most listenable and um, most, like, I don't want to say grown up because that's not exactly what I want music to be all the time, 
but it definitely you definitely feel from when I listened to their earlier stuff to this album, I definitely felt a mature you know an, an additional maturity in this um, album. Although it can be juvenile at times too, um, you know they definitely the vibe started getting a little bit clearer in this album. So uh, yeah, so um, I'll start out with uh, with Dominic. What'd you think about Rabies? I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was very. I think it it sort of uh, reminded me of a lot of stuff that came after it, which is kind of impressive how much it like. I guess predicts almost, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just very good and consistent the whole way through. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting. I don't know why. Uh, like the band name Skinny Puppy is kind of weird, <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just never heard of it, so I didn't really know what to think about it. But yeah, it was very. It was like hard hitting, and um, it, I, it was like a better version of Pretty Hate Machine because I didn't really like that album very much when you recommended it, mm-hmm. and I still don't really. Mm-hmm. Even though I've come around to Nine Inch Nails as a band a little bit more, right? I still don't like that album very much. Um, but it's like a better version of that. Mm. Um, and it's just so chaotic, <laughs> um, which is something I like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, it's, it's hard for me to explain though. It's like, um, it's like this journey, <laughs> this crazy journey that you take throughout the whole album mm-hmm. and it's never boring. That's the thing that I like about it. Yeah. Um, because, like, sometimes, even with, like, chaotic music like this, I can sometimes just get lost, like, yeah, like, um, where it, it, it kind of loses me at a certain point, and I therefore get bored despite there being so much going on. It's very ADHD brain thing to do, but, um, yeah, that's just how I feel about certain music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, yeah, I don't know, it was very consistent the whole way through. And I liked it a lot. Um, in terms of tracks that I liked uh, more than others, eh, I liked I liked the first track "Rodent" a lot, and the second track um, "Hex Sunks." Yeah, I don't know how to say um, that. That's like the be- hex hex onks onks. Hex onks yeah. Onks, yeah. Um, the, t- the third track "Two Time Grime" I don't remember liking as much, but then uh, fa- "Fascist Jock Itch." I liked and uh, Warlock. I liked Rain was a little bit of like kind of an interlude thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Tin Omen was okay. Uh, I liked Rivers and Chloralone and Coralone and uh, Amputate was okay. And I didn't listen to the last one because I think it's because it's I think it's like a bonus track. I think it's an add-on, yeah. But um, just a live version of from um, what I saw of Spoundage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't listen to that. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, the rest of it, very good, I think. Cool. And I'm kind of uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, they have some uh, interesting uh, influences, it seems. Like, reading the Spotify bio is pretty interesting, because, like, they say they draw influence from uh, Throbbing Gristle and Suicide. I don't know. You know, do you know who either of those people are? Or those bands, I mean? I believe so, no. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, Th- Throbbing Gristle apparently is more. I thought they were pretty well known, but they only have forty three thousand uh, monthly listeners. Yeah, they're both very um, 
like early like uh i think like late 70s early 80s maybe even early 70s um mm-hmm. just experimental sort of punk influenced by that scene but not like i wouldn't call them punk music but they were in that same scene kind of as like certain other uh punk bands were mm. and yeah it says cabaret voltaire too who i'm not familiar with but um yeah um yeah i thought it was a really good album i would give it like a b or a b plus hmm good all right how about you daniel what'd you think about uh rabies by skinny puppy um i don't think i liked it as much as dominic did i've never been really into this type of music Mm -hmm. um but i thought you know it had its strong moments i I do agree with what he said but it's never really that boring Mm -hmm. uh some of the songs are oh not long they just i wish they could have filled some of that time better but uh, I think overall, it's just a very, you know, de- decent album. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of notes about it, honestly. Right. It's just like a like a solid album. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of washes over you a little chaotically, but it, uh, you know, it's not terrible, I don't think. You know, I don't think anyone, well, I don't know, I guess it depends on your taste of music, but yeah. I think it's good, but. I don't hate it. It's right. I just, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh. I like Two Time Grime. Mm-hmm. I like um, I like uh, Rivers. Mm-hmm. I like Rain. I don't like Fascist Jock Itch. Um, really, I thought that was one of the most inter- one of the more interesting ones on the album. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't my thing. Okay. Um, I think every album has that one song that tries to you know like be really like. With the name, like, you you see they're trying to go for something like fascist jock itch. Like, mm-hmm. if you know what a jock is, right? Uh, it's yeah. clear that they're going for, like, maybe shock value or maybe just... It reminded me of, like, a Dead Kennedys song yeah. or Minor Threat or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think every album sort of has... Or every album of this nature sort of has that one song that's trying to be, like, super, like... We're gonna gross them out with the title, mm. and it's just like, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, not your cup of tea, not, yeah, no, pro- no problem with that. Um, but yeah, just overall, I thought very interesting album. I do, I do see a lot of the influence for Nine Inch Nails, and I'm not a big Nine Inch Nails guy. You recommended a Nine Inch Nails song, yeah, album, yeah, right? yeah. He was just talking about it, it was um, um pretty hate machine, pretty hate machine. Yeah, okay. I didn't love that album either. Um. I'm just not, I'm not a big Nine Inch Nails fan in general. Okay. But uh, I, I definitely see the influence. I actually see the influence on a lot of later punk music, but this is just this is better in my opinion, honestly, than mm-hmm. a lot of like more recent punk music. Okay. Um, it's not anything like like my Chemical Romance or anything, but I think it's I, it's very I can see. It's not even that recent anymore. No, it's yeah. not. I'm talking about like 21st century mm-hmm. punk music. Um, I can see a lot of the influence that this would have had, and I can see a band like that not like My Chemical Romance. They're yeah. I, mean, I guess different. the last time "quote unquote" punk was in the mainstream was like um, 
My Chemical Romance era sort of stuff. Is Green Day considered punk? Kind of. They're like pop punk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say they're like there this are album. like punk fans who get angry when you call them punk, but it's like who cares? Yeah. People call like Talking Heads punk, and it's like I don't know. I think that's as close to punk as like uh, early Panic at the Disco is. Uh, if you're talking about like pure punk, like mm. I don't know the punk. Yeah. Yeah, the punk image and the punk. Yeah. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like. The punk style, yeah, like, style, or not even style, but like statement. Oh, yeah, like yeah. if you're, t- I don't even know what pure punk, like the Clash. Even people dispute that. I, I mean, I like, like, I really black, think Black Flag. Yeah, well, I don't know. I really, and I know you don't like this band, but I think like probably the two yes. most Sex Pistols, Sex Pistols, and yeah. probably like the Ramones. Also, yeah, but people are still like they just don't know how to play their instruments. They were trying to they well, were yeah. trying to make like pop music, I think, um, which is what I think. But I still think they're like kind of punk. I just I just feel like um, it's punk? such a broad thing that people yeah. call different things. I feel yeah. like punk music is kind of like less about the music and more about like the vibe. Like, yeah. I think punk music is kind of about the message sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Which I think a lot of punk music sounds bad. I, I don't like the way the people sing in it. Um, they seem to mm-hmm. go a little bit more... They seem to pick really nasally singers. And I, I think I think it's generally toward, like, a simpler sort of style yeah. people call punk music. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, this singer, I don't know it's their like, name. Um, I don't know any of their names really either. But mm-hmm. I like this singer. I like whoever this is. Mm-hmm. I think they have a nice voice. I can't even tell if it's a man or a woman. Yeah. One uh, thing about it is like um, I feel like the vocals sort of are less important than a lot of the other stuff going yeah. on. They mm-hmm. sort of get drowned out a lot of the time, which yeah. is fine. But mm-hmm. that's just something I noticed about it. Yeah, right. it's just something I wanted to bring up. Like I think I think this guy is really impressive, or this person. I don't know. If, I don't know who it is. Uh, they have a very impressive voice. I don't want to assume, uh, and then be wrong. I think it's a guy. Nev- Nivek Ogre. <laughs> sure. Alright, uh... Alright, so. so did you land on a grade I didn't hear? Um, I'd probably give it, like, a B-. Okay. Nothing, nothing I would really listen to in my free time, but, like, I would definitely, like jam out to it if it was on mm-hmm. and, which i wouldn't do with a lot of punk music for a lot of punk music i'd be like but this is not the same yeah i don't even think that i wouldn't even say this is punk music no yeah i guess yeah it definitely trends towards industrial yeah, yeah. goth even i can't nail down it's what closer kind of music to like this is to be honest dance music i well, hate yeah. i hate I honestly kind of hate trying to nail down what kind of music something is. Like, it's all music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think genres are kind of dumb. That's sort of my... That was, like, my yeah. point when I was I think it's about more about, like... What's punk music and what's not. Right, right. Like, I'm a rap music guy, but that, I don't like all rappers. <laughs> yeah. Like some rappers are really crappy, actually. Yeah. And rap pulls from a lot of different genres. Speaking of rap... Sure. Our um, second album... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, smooth transition. 
Yeah. Well, then make the transition. Um, it's almost like I've been doing this for a few years now. It's been almost two years since we started doing this, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, the next album is recommended by my brother. Um, an album I've actually listened to a couple times um, before this podcast. Um, and an album I don't know if my dad's listened to, but this was a pretty... I'd say this was a pretty popular group yeah. mm-hmm. back in the... I want to say mid '90s, but I could be totally early wrong. to mid '90s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is a tribe called Quests. I don't know what number album. Um, second. Second album. Yeah. The Low End Theory. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your history with this, Dominic. Um, yeah. Uh, tribe called Quest is like one of my favorite hip hop groups ever. Like. I think that like their pen game is awesome. Their uh, songwriting is just like the way they incorporate jazz and uh, different instrumentation into their music. It's just so dynamic. I really like it. And this is definitely their most like acclaimed album. But I don't even know if it's like my favorite by them. Um, I'd say like their f- their first three albums are almost like a tie for me for the best. Um, their first album's title is really long, but it's people people's instinctive travels and paths of rhythm. Um, that album is really good, really great actually, and it's almost on par with this one. Yeah. And Midnight Marauders, I think, is pretty uh, pretty great too. They all have different yeah. things that make them great, but they're also very consistent with each other in terms of style. So yeah, but I think in if I were to pick one like. For anyone to start with, um, like their most accessible one, um, it would be this one. And I don't know. I think it's like m- the most consistent uh, dynamic without being like very experimental, I guess. Um, just easy to listen to. And uh, it's, a, it's a classic hip-hop album. And um, I really love it. So uh, I, I'm gonna start with Daniel. Yeah. Since I kind of know, I guess what you might think about it. Already. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love a tribe called Quests. They're uh, they're, f- I don't know how I want to say their flow, but like the way they rap. Uh, that's that called the flow. flow? Yeah. yeah. It's very like tight. Like they're very they're very good rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are in the group? I don't remember. Um, uh, well, there are like four people. Yeah, I know um, there were probably like a bunch of like producers. They, they and all Buster Rhymes came out of this group, right? No. no. Oh, I thought he did. I don't. I don't know. I think Buster Rhymes did come out of some other group. Oh, maybe I've been I don't remember then. which one though. Um, no, this one. I think Ali is the producer. I think he might rap. I think he raps sometimes too, though. But the main, the main, the well, the most famous person to come out of it was Q-Tip, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jerobi um, and Fife are the other two rappers. I think Fife is the one who raps, like, the second most next to Q-Tip. Q-Tip, I feel like, is, like, the main one who's rapping most of the time. Yeah. Um, he sort of, uh, 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 what's the word, um, eclipses the other two mm. for a lot of people. But um, the other two are very talented, too. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Jerobi, Jerobi and Fife, um, 
and Ali. I think I, it says Ali is a rapper too, so I don't remember what songs he raps on. I don't even know if there are any on this album, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But he Al, Ali is like the DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be I could be wrong, but this was pretty popular amongst you yeah. know hip hop. It's it was like uh, alternative hip hop mm-hmm. at the time, and um, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I'd probably argue that their most popular song was probably on their first album. Um, can I kick it? Was yeah, can that's, I kick it. I was gonna ask you if that I never had a chance to go look at it. That's the one I know the most from that band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I kick it? Was like the big song, and I think. I don't remember. And they sampled, uh, they sampled, what's that song? Uh, take a Walk, walk, on, take the a walk on the Wild Side. By yeah. Paul. That's Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Oh. Yeah. I think I heard another version of it by somebody named Paul something. Uh, there are a lot of covers. There's probably song. a lot of covers of that song, I yeah. would imagine. Um, but the one they sampled was the Lou Reed one. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I like this. I like this album. I think. You know, there's a lot of like obviously their their rap their rapping is really they they they're good at rapping. Uh, they they have a good flow and they have a good the the beats are all yeah. really like well put together. There's um, nothing that makes me like uh, happier than a good posse rap song, like a bunch of people different people rapping, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like uh, taking turns on verses and yeah. it sounding good. Yeah, because often if you got a lot of people rapping on a song, it'll often sound really disjointed. Like, yeah, that's yeah. where some of Eminem's like collaborations kind of fall apart. Because then, because like he raps, he sounds his way, and then Dr. Dre, who he usually collaborates with, has a very different sound to him. Yeah, and it doesn't clash very well. These people have similar sounds to them, but all in their like very own unique way so i think that's why this gels so are you well saying together. that you don't like shake that by night dog featuring eminem i don't know what that song is it's the song you know that song it's the song from you reposted in the wrong neighborhood oh and it's 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 not that song exactly it's like remix on a different uh, beat. yeah i don't know but that. um that's the rapping part of that song is from the the song "Shake That" by Nate Dogg featuring Eminem. Well, it's there's another I think there's Dogg. another song on there too. Um, I forget. But yeah, that's that song. That's called. I forget what that song's called. Uh. Uh yeah. Yeah, I, a tribe called Quest. <laughs> I yeah. I think these people all have a very similar sound, but they have their own unique way of it. Like, one of them sort of quieter, and I can't name which one is which. Uh, but um, the maybe, main, the main one. Yeah, I was the gonna say Q-tip. The main one's like quieter. I I yeah I can see. He's quieter, and then the other I don't know his name. Um, um Fife. Fife. Fife is like the other guy. Who's loud? There's one of them's like louder. Um, cause I feel like that's kind of what all rap groups have. They have a sort of, you yeah. know, chill one, and then you have one that just goes, bah, bah, bah. Uh, and not that he's necessarily like that. I it's don't know. just, you just have one that's sort of, you know, quieter and more relaxed, and you have one that's sort of like louder and the hype man. Um, yeah. but they have their own, like, well, 
Yeah, it's not the hype man, but it's just um, different styles of rapping. Yeah, it's like energy versus yeah. chill. It's like yeah. one, you know, one kind of vibe towards... That's probably you know. why they don't... Because I think you might be talking about uh, Jarobi, and that's probably Maybe. why he's not honored as much, because I feel like the thing about A Tribe Called Quest is like the chill yeah, um, and the vibes... Literally yeah, because Can I Kick It is very, very yeah. chill. And know? that's the thing that they were known for. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, it's well, like it was like hippie music when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was like hippie rap. Yeah. And this and like... Uh, the like De La Soul mm-hmm. and stuff like that. People like that who were like sampling jazz a lot and sampling like... Who's that band that did like, that song Tennessee that always reminds me of like chill um, rap? Um... I mean, they weren't so much of a band or a group of rappers, because I think the one guy mainly always rapped, but they had, like, different people in the background, usually, and... Arrested Development. Arrested Development, that's it. Um, Yeah, they gave me the same vibe as, like, this, and... And, like, kind of like Deltron 3030, I don't know, that's the... And Del the, fun- Del-, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, yeah. In general. Who Mike Patton um, has worked with a lot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like... I like uh, Also, the, the main guy, Q-Tip. Mm. Uh, he's got like a really smooth voice. Reminds me of... Um, it's kind of Snoop Dogg. Mm. But almost like smoother. Because Snoop Dogg's mm. got kind of a rough voice sometimes. And he's got, like, a really smooth voice. Like, if Snoop Dogg didn't have that little roughness in his voice, I feel like this is what he would sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Do any standout um, songs on this standout album, you think? Or? Honestly, I don't think I disliked any song on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick the one that I liked probably the least, it's probably Infamous Date Rape. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I loved, uh... Excursions, bugging out, uh, check the rhyme, jazz. We've got um, where was the? Oh, I like oh I like vibes and stuff. Yeah. Um, the last one was an LP mix, so I didn't listen to it. Oh, that's that's part of the album. That's part of the album. I it just it... means like uh, I think there was a single version. Yeah, so I thought it's like it might I think there was a different mix. It's just like that. I didn't listen to the last song on the Skinny Puppies thing because it was a live version. Yeah. I usually that was an add-on, like, I think, uh, but I don't yeah. think I didn't no, feel like scenario. Scenario. Was. It just means like there was a different mix of this song yeah. um, for the single. Whenever yeah. I see those little dashes on for Spotify, the radio. I get nervous. Yeah, um, yeah, that's but, um, yeah. I did that because I was I was gonna say scenario is one of my favorite songs. On the album, I definitely will give it a listen then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just all together, a fantastic album. I love this guy's voice. Uh, I definitely, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to the album with "Can I Kick It" on it. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm never. I'd say it's worth the full name of that. I think you should listen to uh, "Midnight Marauders." It's like that. the people's initiative. People's is- instinctive. Tr- Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. Yeah, I'm never gonna remember that name. Um, <laughs> well, I, ha- I I've I've learned it by now. But yeah, uh, this was a great album. I'd give it probably an A minus. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Cool. All right. Uh, what did you think about it, Dad? Me turn. 
Um, overall, pretty good. Um, I'm, I don't feel like I'm quite as over the moon about it as you two. Um, and the only reason why like, it's really good, like it's good. You know, it's it's a it's a really interesting and good album to listen to. My only criticism of it is in the middle somewhere. I think somewhere right right around. Verses from the abstract and show business and maybe even vibes and stuff. It kind of annoyed me that they all started out the same, like in the same exact beat. From yeah. what I could tell, you know, it might have been a little different, but it felt the same to me. And I just didn't think those three songs, kind kind of in the middle of the album, kind of just in general, were not as good as the other songs to me. Um, so it kind of fell a little bit flat in the middle to me. Um, also, yeah, I agree with da, uh, Daniel. Infamous Date Rape was a bad song. And not because of its title or its subject, just because um, I thought it was... I thought it was a little too repetitive. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was just... It just fell short. Like, if it was a song that was supposed to be... No. I think it's supposed to be a song that's anti-date rape, date rape, actually. Yeah. You know, but... It, Wait. Sorry. Go no, go ahead. No, I mean, I was just... I, I That's actually not one of my favorite songs on the album, but it was very um, progressive, despite it... It shouldn't have been, but it was very... Uh, I mean, I, me saying it shouldn't have been was people should have known what the hell date rape was and that it was bad. Right. But, you know, them talking about that stuff... Yeah, ninety one. It wasn't bad. talked about that much. Yeah, especially in rap music, mm. it was like, wow, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I would say I understand not liking that one. It's not. It's probably one of my least favorites in terms of the song itself. Right. Um, as far as you know, those three songs that I said, well, four songs, kind of in a row there. Um, I wasn't thrilled with any of those songs. Um, I also didn't like rap promoter, yeah. but. Everything else I really liked. I really liked Excursions and Bugging Out to start out the album. And I really, really... I think my favorite song was Butter. Yeah. Um, that was just a really well put oh, together and interesting song. I forgot to talk about Butter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Check the Rhyme was pretty good. Jazz We've Got is pretty good. I didn't like Sky Pager a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last two. So I did listen to Scenario. So I liked What and I liked Scenario too. Yeah. So it was kind of like a... 70-30 mix to me as far as good and not not so great uh, songs. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely talented. They're, their rap, like you said, their rap flow and their style and their tone and everything put together is really good. Like, they're really good at what they do. And, um, you know, it, it's good enough that I might go check out their other albums just to see because yeah. it's just another band that I've heard about for a long time. You know, has been talked about, you know, in my presence and, like, around, you know, music circles for a long time. Um, so, yeah, they definitely deserve another listen, uh, in my I, opinion. I would say uh, Midnight Marauders again. Like, and especially from what you said, I think it might have more variety in terms mm -hmm. of the types of songs that are on there. Right. Um, and so it might be more for you. Okay, cool. But, yeah, so uh, overall, I would give it, uh, I'd give it a solid B. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely uh, a B-worthy album, at least. Very good week. Yeah, pretty good for, week, uh, man. Great. I was, uh, I wouldn't say worried. I'm never worried, but I, I was 
I didn't know if you guys would like, uh, and I know Daniel didn't like it as much as you did, but I didn't know how you guys would come across with uh, Skinny Puppy, but it got generally good reviews, so I'm happy yeah. about that. And it's kind of, it kind of, uh, kind of what I love about this show and you know what we do and what we're trying to do is it was just like a nice, nice surprise for Dominic, like he said. Yeah. Like he didn't know what to think about it. You know, it did, the titles and the name of the band all sounded a little, you know, funky. So he, uh, but I'm glad he liked it, and I'm glad you know, I'm glad Daniel thought it was pretty decent mm-hmm. you know so that's that's good yeah yeah i enjoy that this album sometimes pushes me out of my this podcast sorry this podcast kind of pushes me out of my comfort zone sometimes mm-hmm. yeah me too so all right cool so i guess we're up to uh our next week's recommendations yeah you got i need oh no i don't okay i know what, what i'm doing uh yeah, I, I know it's not this week but when do i recommend next in two weeks uh, or next yeah, week nah. The the next week he doesn't, I think. Yeah, the week after that he does. Yeah, two okay. weeks till you recommend. So yeah. that's the. So yeah. So uh, did you want me to go first or you can go first? All right. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying, um, for Christmas, my wonderful family got me a book. Um, of course, because it was a book about it, it's the title of the book is uh, the Faith No More and Mr. Bungle Companion. Mm-hmm. Which is just like this. This writer, he's a he was like a news. He's like a music news critic and writer um, back in the nineties, mainly eighties and nineties. Nardwar. And he, um, huh? I said no, Nardwar. It's not, it's not Nardwar. <laughs> who, um, who got really in? You know, um, enchanted and really into uh, Faith No More and Mr. Bungle. Um, even Faith No More before uh, Mike Patton joined with Chuck Mosley. Um, and so on, and he was really part of that whole scene. Like he just hung out with a lot of those guys, he hung out with Metallica a lot because because of Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton was big into the Bay Area scene where they were all from originally. Mm. So um, and yeah, Jim Martin, the original guitar player of Faith No More, was in a band with Cliff Burton before Metallica and Faith No More. Yeah. So yeah, they're all kind of intertwined. But what I and anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a huge Mike Patton slash Faith No More fan. And um, what this what this book did for me was made me listen to the two albums of Faith and Wars that I never really listened a lot to because I had this like almost preconceived notion that they weren't as good, A, because Jim Martin wasn't on them, and B, because I heard one or two songs off them and I was like, eh, this isn't... Not that it even wasn't as good as anything on The Real Thing or Angel Dust, but it was just so different. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's, this doesn't feel like a Faith No More vibe to me. But I went back and listened to these albums, and they're actually really good. Mm-hmm. They're actually they are different enough from the original two albums to where you're gonna notice that. But it's also really good. And what he says about them is Mike Patton's like voice really matures on these two albums, mm-hmm. um, and it does. His vocals are so much better. And I actually, from reading the book, found out what a problematic person Jim Martin was in that band and why they eventually got rid of him. And that opened up kind of the rest of the band to shine a little bit because they had two different guitar players on each of these albums. One of them, I can't remember the name of the guy on uh, King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, but he's the guy that's actually back in the band now. Um, But I, I can't remember his name. But on Album of the Year... They had the guy from uh, Mr. Bungle come and play guitar. Uh, I think his name is Trace Bruins. Um, and yeah, he played guitar on Album of the Year. 
And so they had both of those, actually those two albums, if you just side by side, are also very different sounding. Yeah. Um, but the one I'm going to recommend this time is Album of the Year by Faith No More. Um, it had a lot of really good songs. Mike Patton's vocal, and I'm, this is my third swing at Faith No More, and mm -hmm. I know that. Um, but I just feel like it's it's different enough that I think you'll get a very different vibe from this album. Yeah. And, and maybe you'll like it more or less, I don't know, but that's the fun of it. I'd say The Real Thing and Angel Dust are pretty different in terms of style. They, yeah, they get yeah. style, but it's a very, very different on these two albums. Yeah. I think Angel Dust and, and The Real Thing are closer to each other than these two albums yeah. are. I'm just saying, like, but, it was yeah. pretty different between those two, so I wonder yeah. what it's like now. And, you know, I think having different guitar players, I think on King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, that's also pretty good, but... I, I, I don't know, I find Album of the Year a lot better. Was this the last one that they released before they... The last one they released before up. they broke up, For yeah. And then they got back together and they put out one album since then. Yeah. Uh, which I've also listened to that I never gave a really long listen to. And it's also pretty good, but again, very different. So, and you know, that's probably yeah. a product of them all being like 12 years older than they were the last time they were together. But um, yeah, so my recommendation obviously is Faith No More's full, um, yeah, Album of the Year. From uh, 1997. Cool. Cool. Um, so I'm going to recommend an album, which is actually, well, it's kind of a comeback album. Um, released actually in 2020. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you're pretty familiar with this band. I know you like uh, a few songs of theirs, and uh, they've been releasing music for a while. Um, I, I haven't loved a lot of their output, even their early stuff, but this album I really, really did like, and um, I think it might be my personal favorite of theirs. Mm -hmm. um, it's the 2020 album by The Strokes, mm -hmm. um, The New Abnormal. So, uh, yeah, that's there's not much else to say about it. It's pretty different from the rest of their stuff. Uh I'm not, that, and also I'm not that familiar with their output in like the early 2010s and like the late 2000s, where it, I think they went like more almost like new wave-ish with their music. Mm -hmm. they, they had a lot more synths and stuff compared to like their early sort of garagier sort of style mm -hmm. um, on songs like you know Last Night and uh, whatever like Soma and uh, Someday mm -hmm. and stuff like that that got them really popular. I think they had more, like, synths and more popular sort of songs than that, even though those songs were very pop-ish, too, and were very popular um, and were very catchy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this... And this album is almost, like, more... It's almost a little bit more progressive uh, in terms of, like, you know... Uh, what's the word? Um, you know, like, song structures. Mm -hmm. um, the songs are a lot longer, too. So, mm. yeah. Um... And yeah, they do use a bit more synths and stuff. Uh, and st uh, ugh, bleh. So yeah, um, The New Abnormal by The Strokes and cool. Album of the Year by Faith No More. Yeah, I didn't know even know The Strokes had a new album out, so this is yeah. all news to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I liked them in their garage rocky days. Um, yeah. They were pretty good. I always thought they were they were not as good as some of the other bands that I did like, like The White Stripes and... Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was other bands around that era that I yeah, thought were I, a little better than the Strokes. I kind of but, I agree with that. Well, I, I think the White Stripes are better, and even like stuff like the Black Keys. Yeah. And um, did that sort of like bluesy thing a bit better mm -hmm. that the Strokes were kind of doing. But I do think Julian Casablancas is very talented, mm -hmm. and 
he's very dynamic. They're like, um, I, I've thought about recommending an album by The Voids, which is his other band. Um, mm-hmm. That music is very different and much more experimental um, than The Strokes, but I don't know. I haven't gotten around to it. But yeah, um, The New Abnormal by The Strokes. All right, and I got uh, Album of the Year by Faith No More. Yeah. So give it a listen, and um, hope you, you enjoy it, and we'll see you next time. Mask up, get vaccinated. Yeah, mm-hmm. see you later.